Gabe Miller here, and I want to personally thank you for checking out our podcast. And I also want to encourage you to click the subscribe button so that each week's message will automatically show up in your feed. Another great way to stay connected with this is on our website at yourimpactchurch.com and on all of our social media outlets at Your Impact Church. I hope this message today encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you. Let's jump into the message. Um, I want to mention just a couple of things before we get into the message. And the first thing, Summer Circles tonight, 5 p.m. at Wade Park. We're going to be gathering there. We're going to have food. You can bring a side dish or a bag of chips or something and come join us. We're going to hang out and let the kids play and have fellowship. We're going to pray together. And so it's going to be an awesome time for just a couple hours. And so join us at Wade Park this evening at 5 o'clock. We're going to have a good time there. And uh, August the 7th, Saturday, August the 7th, we want you to mark that down because that is our back-to-school event. And so last year it looked a little bit different when we did this. This year we're uh, going to go back to more of the format we, we began with a couple of years ago where we're going to be able to really bless people and give away free backpacks and school supplies and food and, and uh, all kinds of different things. I think we're going to have the pregnancy centers going to be there and they're going to be uh, giving diapers to those who just need diapers for their kids and just all kinds of stuff. And we're just going to love on our community and uh, help those that are about to head back to school who may need some school supplies or a backpack, something like that. And we're just going to love on people. And so we want to encourage you to show up and serve and, and be the hands and feet of Jesus. So that's going to be at 5 o'clock from 5 to 7 on Saturday, August the 7th. Uh, that's also going to be at Wade Park. And so we're going to go out in the community and just invite people and, and uh, love on them. And then two things really quickly. Sunday, August the 15th is going to be our next Made New Weekend. And so it'll be our first one in this building. But if you have given your life to Jesus and you've never been water baptized, this is your opportunity where we would encourage you to follow Jesus in obedience in that way and be water baptized. And so August the 15th on that Sunday, it's going to be awesome. And then August the 29th, two weeks later, it's going to be Child Dedication Weekend. And so if you have a child or you've had a new baby or something like that and you want to dedicate them to the Lord, then we're going to have a special time set aside in the services for that. And so we're looking forward to those weekends. And so I know that's a lot that's coming up. And uh, But we're looking forward to it. Today, I want to begin a brand new series, and I'm going to jump right in because I have a lot that I want to share with you today that I believe God's going to do something in your heart with. But uh, we're beginning a brand new series that we're calling Fresh. Somebody say Fresh. How many of you ever felt like you needed a breath of fresh air? <laughs> have you ever met someone that when you met that person, you walked away and you thought, wow, that person is just a breath of fresh air? Or you, you went into a, a situation or you went into a, an environment and you thought you left and you just thought, that was like a breath of fresh air. Well, my prayer is that as we, as we go through this series over the next several weeks and we talk about these different areas, that uh, it would be a breath of fresh air for you. That God would do something in your life, that he would renew things in your life, that there would be, uh, you know, fresh, that you would begin to live a fresh life. Come on, sometimes we just feel like we can get stale, and I think that sometimes we just need to, to tune back in and, and uh, focus back in so that God can do what he wants to do. And so we're going to be in this series for a little bit that we're calling fresh and so hopefully it is going to be a breath of fresh air for you and uh we have a lot of amazing things really the heart behind this series in some ways was that we have a lot of amazing things as a church and a lot of things that if we're not careful we can take for granted um you know obviously we're in this we're in this new building and uh this is our third weekend here and it's awesome there's a, there's a lot of you know a lot of great people and uh, a lot of things that we do and serving and all of these things in the community and so we have we can take a lot of things for granted sometimes, but how many of you know that more than anything else, we need the presence of God? And so I, we can say it this way. I think we have this that we can put up here on the screen. A church without his presence is nothing. 
A church without his presence is just a building. <laughs> we need his presence more than anything else. And so that's what, that's what we're, that's what we're kind of diving into is how can we experience God in a fresh way in our lives, in different areas in our lives. And so as we kick off this series, uh, I want to speak to you on this topic today. If you're taking notes, I've titled the message Fresh Wind. We just sang a song that's called Fresh Wind, that we need a fresh wind. And I believe that it's time that we, that we really stop messing around with Christianity and that we begin to take it seriously that we begin to take our walk with Jesus even more serious than what we had before, or the fact that we need, that other people around us need Jesus, that people are hurting in the world, that we're called to be light in a dark world, that we begin to take it as seriously as Jesus intends for us to take it. And we're going to begin today in Acts chapter 2, and uh, verse number 1, we're going to be in Acts quite a bit, so if you have your Bible, you can kind of hang out there, because we're going to kind of jump all over Acts in the message today. But I want to start in Acts chapter 2. Verse number one, it says, when the day of Pentecost had come, and just a little side note, we know that Jesus, Jesus' sacrifice, it was the fulfillment of Passover, right, a, a, a celebration that they had, and then the Holy Spirit coming, as we're about to read about, was the fulfillment of Pentecost, and so it was the beginning of the church, and so it says that when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly a sound came from heaven, like a rushing violent wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were being distributed among them, and they rested on each one of them as each person received the Holy Spirit. And they were all filled, that is, diffused through their being with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other tongues, different languages, as the Spirit was giving them the ability to speak out clearly and appropriately. On the day of Pentecost, there was the sound of a wind that filled the room where they were all gathered together. So there's all of these people gathered together. They're, they're doing what Jesus has told them to do. They're being obedient. They're in this room, what we call the upper room, and, and they're praying and they're seeking God and they're waiting for the promise that Jesus has said, hey, there is a comforter coming. There is someone coming. He's, he's the Holy Spirit, and he is going to fill you, and he's going to give you all of these things. And I want us to take a moment and look at the word filled because we saw it a couple of times in this translation, I was reading from the Amplified Bible, that they were, that the whole house was filled and that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And the word filled, if you study it in the Greek, it gives you a little bit deeper meaning. And some of those meanings uh, that we're going to throw up on the screen here, let's look at. Uh, to be filled, it's to be fill, to feel full of, to blow, to burn, I like this one, to cause, to swell. Or to burn with fever or passion? Let me ask you a question. When was the last time that in your walk with Jesus and as you were following Jesus that you burned with fever and passion for what he had called you to do? That you were just on fire on the inside. That you were completely filled up. That there was something that caused you to swell up, not pride. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you don't need pride, you need the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about you being full of yourself. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about you being full of the Holy Spirit to where it causes you to swell up and it, and it infuses you with some things that we're going to talk about as we go through this message. And I was thinking about this example, just to kind of simplify this. This is a balloon. Come on, this is an orange balloon because we like the color orange here at Impact Church. If, if, if some of you have asked that question before, you're like, why the color orange? Because orange is the color of fire. Orange is the color of passion. Orange is the color that, that of people that are passionate 
Uh, come on, it wasn't by accident. Come on, we studied it out. That's why we chose the color orange. So if you didn't know that, that's now you know. So this is an orange balloon, right? This is a passionate balloon. This is a, this is a balloon that's on fire for Jesus, okay? Now, how many of you know that this balloon, it's a balloon, but it can only fulfill its purpose if you blow wind into it, if you blow air into it, if it's full of the right things. We could even say helium if you wanted this balloon to just float around the room or go up to the ceiling or whatever. You know, you could fill it up with helium. But only when it's filled with the right thing does it actually become and do what it was intended to do. Our kids love playing with these. Anytime we have a birthday party at our house or something like that, we have balloons for months floating around our house, you know, because we don't want to get rid of them. The kids just love them. But it's only when it's full of the air, or in this case, as we're talking about today, the wind, that it can become what it was intended to become. If there's nothing in it, it's still a balloon. But it's not doing what it was intended to do. And it doesn't have the ability to do what it was intended to do. If you think about a hot air balloon, anybody ever ridden on a hot air balloon before? You've been up in the air on a hot air balloon. I've never, never done that. But, you know, we have the balloon festival uh, around here. We used to. I don't know if we still do that or not. But, uh, and I've seen those balloons, and they go up. And how many of you know it's still a hot air balloon when it's sitting on the ground? But it's not doing what it was intended to do because it doesn't have the ability to do it unless you put the right thing in it, unless it's filled up with the right thing. And so here's, here's where I'm going with this today is that some of us are filled with, we're filled, but we're filled with the wrong things. Some of us, come on, don't look at your spouse right now. Some of us are filled of ourselves. <laughs> We're so full of ourselves that we can't fit anything else in our lives. We're so full of, of what's going on in our life or our career or whatever it is that we have filled ourselves up with other things and we're not full of the thing that actually matters. And so I want to talk to you about this fresh wind and this fresh filling of the Holy Spirit, if you will. And so you and I have the potential to accomplish the mission that we were created for on earth. But I would submit to you that it can only be accomplished when we're filled and we're filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the only way it can really truly happen. That's the only way that it can actually be effective. It's the only way that it can really be lived out. And so here's point number one today. If you're taking notes, it's very simple. But it's simply this, that we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You and I, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. There are many, I believe there are many believers, there are many Christians, there are many people that are walking around that you're just not filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to talk about the importance of being filled with the Holy Spirit. I didn't say that you don't have the Holy Spirit. I said that you hadn't been filled with the Holy Spirit. Because when you give your life to Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. He, he resides inside of you, but you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 7, it says, When Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions and came to Ephesus. He found some disciples, and he asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? No, they told him, We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Into what then were you baptized, he asked them. Into John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John baptized with a baptism of repentance, telling the people that they should believe in the one who would come after him, that is, in Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus, and when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began to speak in tongues and to prophesy. Now there were about 12 men in all. I love this story in Acts 19 because it says that Paul encounters some believers. They've heard about Jesus. They've heard the message preached, and they believe. They're like, yes, I believe that, that, that what you're saying is true. I believe. They have, they have become believers. And this translation even says that he found some disciples. Not just believers, but disciples. They wanted to follow Jesus. They wanted to follow his teaching. 
They wanted to do what they were intended to do. They wanted to be on mission, to live their life on mission. He found disciples. And what did he ask them? He said, when you believed, did you receive the Holy Spirit? And their response said, they said, we didn't even know that we were supposed to receive the Holy Spirit. We've never even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Which some of us in this room, maybe you've, you've heard of the Holy Spirit now, but when you grew up, you grew up in, a, in an environment where the Holy Spirit was never really talked about, or the Holy Spirit was weird, or the Holy you know, it's like, whoo, you got to watch out for that Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit will make you do crazy things, right? And so you had that mentality when you thought about the Holy Spirit, but I came to tell somebody today that you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. When you believe, did you, did you receive the Holy Spirit? I heard a, a pastor, we did a series all about the Holy Spirit. I would encourage you to go back and listen to it. You can still find it online or you can go on the podcast. But it was last October, we did an entire series on the Holy Spirit. And one of the things that I mentioned then that I'll mention again uh, was that there was one pastor that said, hey, um, he's, he was talking about this and he said, you know, let's think about your mother-in-law. He used his mother-in-law. He said, your mother-in-law comes to live in your house. He said, so your mother-in-law is living in your house, but have you received your mother-in-law in your house? <laughs> There's a difference between somebody coming, come on, you can have somebody living in your house that you didn't receive to come live in your house. Like, they, they are there, but you have not invited, you have not received them. And Paul says, listen, you believe, but did you receive the Holy Spirit? When you have, have you been filled? And then he goes on, it says that he prayed for them and the Holy Spirit came on them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And something that Jesus said before he went back to heaven, it tells us uh, some of the benefits and, and the, really the purpose and the intention behind this. He tells them, he says, you need to wait and you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And this is what he says in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, but you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses to tell people about me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. If you are familiar with the Great Commission, if you read, uh, you read Matthew 28, and then you read in Mark, I believe it's Mark 16, I may be a little bit off, but he's talking about, he's, he's telling his disciples, you need to go into all the world, you need to preach the gospel, you need to disciple people, you need to baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is what I'm intending for you to do. Like, I'm going back to heaven, this is what you're commissioned to do. And then it goes on, and, and then in the book of Acts, Jesus said, but don't do that until you've received the Holy Spirit. Wait until this comes to pass, and then, why? Because then you're going to have the power, and you're going to have the ability to fulfill it. You'll have the power and the ability. You're going to have what you need to be able to live it out. He said you need to wait until you receive the promise. And being filled with the Holy Spirit, it gives us a power, gives us supernatural ability. It enables us to be witnesses. I was thinking about marriage counseling. How many married people? Come on, you're married in the room. we got a lot of married people that go to our church. There's also some single people that want to be married, right? Hello, come on, y'all can raise your hands and you can, like, look across the room, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm just trying to help you out. I'm just trying to help you out. I was thinking about, you know, when you go to get married and, and there's the option, you don't have to, but there's the option for you to, to receive marriage counseling. And if you, if you, you know, you remember this scenario, I don't know if you went through marriage counseling or you didn't go through marriage counseling or whatever you chose, and there's no condemnation for whoever chose what, but I'm just making an example out of it, okay? So you go, to, you, you want to get married and you go through marriage counseling and those, and somebody sits you down and they're like, hey, you're going to need to think about this. You're going to need to process through this. You're, you know, like when, whenever you get married, right, I heard, I heard somebody say one time that whenever you're dating, opposites attract. Whenever you're married, opposites attack. 
So the thing that you think is like so cool about them whenever you're dating, you're like, oh, I just love that about them. And then when you get married, you're like, why do you keep doing <laughs> that same thing? And, you're, and, th- and then on the other side, you're like, well, I thought you liked that. Well, I don't anymore, all right? So, so you can go through marriage counseling and people can talk to you and they can counsel you and give you advice and give you wisdom, give you what you need to help you be successful in marriage. Or you cannot do that, you know, and some of us, we, we didn't go through marriage counseling, and then we got married, and we were like six months in, and we were like, I wish somebody would have told me that that toothpaste thing was going to be a problem, <laughs> right? That they turned their pillow sideways on the bed whenever they went to sleep, and it drives me nuts, right? You know, there's those little things, and, and it, there's just a difference whenever you get a little bit of wisdom, and you talk to somebody who's been married, and they're counseling you, and they're kind of preparing you for what it is that you're about to step into versus you just stepping in blind without anything. And I was thinking about that in this scenario that many of us as believers, we want to be, right? These were disciples. They wanted to follow Jesus. We believe we want to follow Jesus. But Paul said, listen, but you need something. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that you can have the power and you can have the ability to be a witness and to live it out and to do what you're called to do. And many of us, we're trying to live it out, and we have a desire to do it, but it, but it just seems like it's ineffective. It seems like, well, it's just exhausting. It seems like every time we try to do something, and we're going to talk about this a little bit here in just a moment too, but there's always like something that comes up against you, and, and, and it gets you discouraged or whatever, and we're trying to do it in our own strength and in our own ability because we haven't tapped into what Jesus provided, which was the Holy Spirit that he would come and that he would fill us so that we would have the power and we would have the ability and we could do what God has called us to do. Some of us may be trying to accomplish God's purpose and God's will without first seeking the power and the ability and the, and the ability to do so. So here's point number two. Point number one was simply that you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Here's point number two, that being filled with the Holy Spirit gives us boldness. Being filled with the Spirit gives us boldness. We receive boldness for a few different things, but one that, that I think of is boldness in the face of evil. Come on, boldness whenever whenever persecution comes. Boldness whenever somebody's against you. Boldness whenever you're trying to do the right thing, and the right thing doesn't seem to be working. And you're trying to tell somebody about Jesus, and there's somebody else who keeps coming against you. You ever been there? You're trying to do the right thing, and something the enemy keeps sending some person after person or whatever. And in Acts chapter 13, we see there's this sorcerer, Paul and Barnabas, they're preaching the word of God. And there's this sorcerer who, who's interfering with what they're doing. He's stepping in, and he's trying to interfere with what they're doing. And this is where we, where we pick it up in verse 9 of Acts chapter 13. It says, Saul, also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to pause there. We all believe that the Word of God was inspired, right? That, that, that men wrote it, but it was inspired by God. The Holy Spirit inspired what was written, that it is true, that it is everything that it needs to be. It is everything that it should be. There's nothing that needs to be added, nothing needs to be taken away. I find it interesting that in Acts chapter 13 and verse 9, it doesn't just say that Paul looked at the sorcerer in the eye. But in between these two commas, the writer tells us that he was filled with the Holy Spirit. So it says that Paul didn't just go face evil, but he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and then he looked the sorcerer in the eye. Paul, who was filled with the Holy Spirit, Looked the sorcerer in the eye. Then he said, you son of the devil, full of every sort of deceit and fraud. Come on, some of us want that kind of boldness, right? I'm not telling you to go to work and start telling people, you know, you son of the devil. That's not, that's, <laughs> that may not be a good strategy. But 
full of every sort of deceit and fraud and enemy of all that is good, will you never stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? Watch now, for the Lord has laid his hand of punishment upon you, and you will be struck blind. You will not see the sunlight for some time. Instantly mist and darkness came over the man's eyes, and he began groping around, begging for someone to take his hand and lead him. Come on, how many of you know that was boldness? <laughs> Paul's like, we're trying to preach the word of God. I'm full of the Holy Spirit. I'm standing up to this. I'm going to stand up to evil and what's going on, and God's going to have my back because he wants this accomplished. He was full of the Holy Spirit. He didn't try to do it in his own strength. He didn't try to do it in his own power. He was filled with the Holy Spirit when he stepped into this. We also receive boldness to share the gospel whenever, whenever we're, we're, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. After being filled with the Holy Spirit, Peter, we know this, he steps out and he preaches to everybody who's there. And, and uh, most people believe there are about 100 to 120,000 people in that area. But during this time, there would have been way more than that. And so Peter, they're in this room. The Holy Spirit comes. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. Everybody's wondering what in the world is going on. Peter steps out in boldness and preaches a message to all of these people. And then in verse 41, it says, So then those who accepted his message were baptized. And on that day, about 3,000 souls were added to the body of believers. 3,000. Now, it's interesting to me that those who accepted his message, they accepted it. They believed. And it says they were baptized. How many of you know that's a long baptism service? There's 3,000 people. <laughs> they believed, they accepted the message, and they were baptized, right? Sometimes we read the Bible, and it just goes right on to the next thing. How many of you know that took some time, right? The disciples, I, they're like all divvying out, all these, dividing out all these people. And they're like, all right, you take these 50, and I'll take these 50, and you take those 200. Like, we got to get all these people baptized. They're believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, and so we've got to get them baptized. They're baptized. 3,000 people come to faith in Christ and repent, and they're baptized right there. And the same Peter who denied Jesus was now filled with the Holy Spirit and had the boldness to share what he knew to be true. When there was confusion, people wondering what was going on, he said, hey, I need to speak to this. I need to step up. I've, there was something on the inside of Peter after he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And that spirit gave him boldness to step out, preach a message, see 3,000 people repent, be baptized, enter into the family of God in that one moment. I was thinking... About when I was in school, and maybe you can remember this at school, you ever, uh, the difference between when you were alone, the boldness you had when you were alone versus the boldness you had when you had a friend, right? So if, it's, if it was just me, how many of you know you encounter a situation, you encounter somebody, you know, if it's a bully or whatever, you know, and, and you encounter somebody, and there's a little bit of timidity when it's just you, right? Especially if that person's bigger than you, that person's tougher than you, that person intimidates you. But how many of you know, Jay, will you help me out? Come on, will you come up here and help me out? How many of you know that if it's just me walking into the room, there might be a little bit of timidity? But if I got Jay walking, come on, somebody. If Jay's walking with me into the room, there's a little bit of a boldness. You know, it's like, especially if I know that he's on my side, that he's got my back, that he's with me so that we can see accomplished what we're intending to see accomplished and there's not anything going to stand in the way. If it's just me trying to go in there, it's a little bit intimidating. I, I can be a little bit timid. I, I, I face it differently. But when I've got Jay walking with me, I'm like, say what? <laughs> you know, you just, point, you just encounter somebody, you just point, and you're like, he's with me. <laughs> he's, he's with me. How many of you know? Thank you. Come on, somebody give it up for Jay. <laughs> How many of you know it's that way in our life with the Holy Spirit? 
if we're just trying to go about it in our own strength, right, we get discouraged, we get timid, we're, we're fearful. How many of you have ever felt like you were supposed to speak to somebody, you were supposed to pray for somebody, you were supposed to, you know, even encourage somebody in the Lord, and you chickened out, right? You, you just didn't have the boldness in you. Now, some of that comes with just practice and being obedient, and the more that you're obedient, the easier it'll be to obedi- be obedient the next time. But there's a big part of that, that that comes with being filled with the Holy Spirit. And that every day when you're walking, you're like, you know what, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit today. And so I'm going to walk into this situation. Come on, just like you were talking about in that testimony. I'm going to walk into this situation. I'm going to say, this is what Jesus said. And we're going to believe what Jesus said. And we're going to pray and we're going to believe that this is what Jesus said and that this is going to happen. There's a boldness that comes on the inside of you whenever you're filled with the Holy Spirit. You and I, are, we're called to share the gospel and to stand firm against evil. But the experience is completely different when I walk into a situation filled with the Holy Spirit and with his boldness. Here's point number three. It's that being filled isn't meant to just be a one-time event. Being filled isn't just meant to be a one-time event. A lot of times we, we make it about a one-time experience. One thing that happened to us when we were 13, we were at youth camp on a Wednesday night. One thing that happened to us whenever we walked down to the front at a church whenever we were 21 and but it's not meant to, there, there is something significant about that, right? There was the day of Pentecost where the Holy Spirit came and he filled them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and there was that initial filling. But I don't believe that that, that is intended to just be a one-time thing. I think it's something that we need to wake up every day and say, I, I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit today. Like, fill me afresh today. Give me the boldness I need today. Give me the ability and the power that I need today, right? We see, you can read it in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit comes. And he fills them in that in that room, and then you can skip down to uh, you can skip down to Acts chapter four, and you see that Peter and John they've been arrested for preaching the gospel, and they've been threatened. Right, you need to quit talking about Jesus, or it's going to get worse than this, you know. And 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 they go back, they're threatened, and then they're released, and they go back to the other believers, and they don't talk about it, right? They don't gossip about it, they don't hide about it. What does it, what does it say they do? They pray, right? This is what it says in in verse four, verse thirty one of Acts chapter four. It says when they had prayed. They've been threatened, released. They go back. They pray together. And it says, when they had prayed, the place where they were meeting together was shaken, a sign of God's presence. And they were all, what, filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness and courage. They had just faced a difficulty. They had just faced persecution. They had just been arrested, threatened, and by the hand of God, released. And they go back and they pray. And what happens when they pray? They're filled with the Holy Spirit. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. How many of you know Peter and John, were they were there at the first time. And then they go back and they pray, and they're like, hey, we've been through this difficult situation. We need to pray about this. We need to pray for it. Not, not we need to pray that they'll stop doing what they're doing. It says they prayed, and they received boldness and courage to keep on keeping on, to keep on preaching the gospel, to keep on preaching the word of God, even in the face of persecution. They were filled and they, and they received boldness, they received courage again. And then, uh, then we jump down to Acts chapter 13, verse number 52, and it says, And the disciples were continually filled throughout their hearts and souls with joy and with the Holy Spirit. They were continually filled. They weren't just filled once. They were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. I notice in both of these, if you go back and you read the context of that one, both of these were in the face of persecution and, and something that was difficult. And after experiencing something that was difficult, they came together and they prayed. 
and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and there was boldness, there was courage, there was, there was the ability to walk back out and continue to do what God had called them to do, even in the face of danger, even in the face of persecution, even in the face of evil. They had the ability, they had the power, they had the boldness, they had the courage to step out and do it. They would come together and they would pray. They would be filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on, we need to wake up every single day. Fill me with your spirit today. Give me a fresh filling today so that I have the power, I have the ability, I have the boldness, I have the courage, I have everything that I need to walk through my day, stand for Jesus, no matter what happens, to share his good news, no matter what happens, to share my testimony, no matter what happens. Like, give me everything, fill me today so that I have everything that I need to walk this out. In Ephesians chapter 5, Paul's writing to encourage us to be imitators of God. In fact, in most of your Bibles at the beginning of chapter chapter 5, or right there in the middle, I believe it is, somewhere in there, it says, be imitators of God. That's like the heading in most Bibles, that we're called to imitate God. And then he goes on down in verse 18, and he says this. He says, don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, this is not going to be a message on drinking, all right? So you can relax, you know, like sit, like, you can relax for a minute, okay? But what I do, what I do want to point out to you, what I felt like, when I read this, what I felt like the, the Spirit of God said to me was that one way we can translate this is that you're going to face difficulty, and following Jesus isn't always going to be easy, but don't turn to other things. Be filled again with the Holy Spirit. Don't, don't try to go to this to make the difficulty go away and not feel as, as tough. Be filled again with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because you're on a mission. You're on a mission. There's, there's something we're called to accomplish. And we need to continually go back and say, you know what? I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit again today. I'm not going to go to that thing. I'm not going to indulge in that thing. I'm going to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that I have the courage and I have the boldness to step out and do what I need to do. I have the power. I have the ability because I'm filled again with the Holy Spirit. I was thinking about my own life um, as I bring this to a close. And there have been a lot of times in my life I can remember where I knew God, but I was not allowing his spirit to work in me and through me. And my concern in my heart today is that there might be some of us sitting in this room that you know God. You've, you've been forgiven. You've received his grace. You've received his mercy. But you've never, or you did it one time and you've walked away and you're not allowing his spirit to work in you and through you. Maybe there are some of you here that you've, you've never, you've never just, just stopped and said, you know what, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe because you're so afraid. Come on, listen. It's not anything weird. It's not anything goofy. That, like, nobody's going to do anything weird. The Holy Spirit wants to give you power and ability to do what you're called to do. And too many of us are trying to do it in our own power, in our own ability, in our own talent, in our own strength, and just muster up the courage to do it. And God said, I have given you somebody. If you will just open yourself up and say, I need to be filled today. Or maybe you've been filled before, but it's been a long time. Come on, have you know, you get a helium balloon. Over time, that thing starts to deflate. 
that thing will be floating up real high, and then about a week or two later, it'll be like floating in the middle of the room. You know what I'm saying? And then before you know it, a little time, more time goes by, and it'll be laying on the ground. It doesn't mean that it doesn't still have helium in it. It just means that it needs to be filled again. It needs fresh helium. Come on, some of us just need to be freshly filled again. We, we don't feel like we have the power and the ability and the courage and the boldness. And today God says, you know what, I can, I can, I can renew that in you. I can renew that in you if you'll just, if you'll just ask. If you just ask. Will you stand to your feet today? One thing that I love in, in the Amplified Bible, Ephesians 5.18, we read that. But just at the end of it, where he says, be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by him. Holy Spirit wants to guide you. He wants to give you the power and the courage and the boldness and all of those things, and he wants to be your guide. He wants to lead you. He, he, his desire is for that you would rely on him, that you would lean into him, be filled with him so that he can lead you into the right places. He can lead you to the people that he wants you to encounter, that he can give you the power and the boldness to step into whatever difficult situation or whatever conversation you need to have or whatever it is in your life. He wants to provide all that to you. You just have to ask. Come on. The word of God says, I believe it was Jesus. He said, if you, how many of you as a father, if you ask, if your son asks you for bread, you would give him a stone. If he asked for fish, would you give him a snake? And obviously, you know, it's a rhetorical question. The answer is always no. And he says, how much more? discouraged, you can come back and I'll fill you afresh. I'll give you, I'll give you more boldness and more courage and more wisdom and more ability. When things get hard, you can come back to me again and I just need to be filled with your spirit again. I need to be filled with your spirit again. Let's close our eyes and bow our heads, if you will. I believe that we need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. It's my, it's my prayer as a church. My goodness. We don't want to be a church that just goes through the motions. God does not desire for us to just go through the motions. He wants there to be a fresh wind that would just blow through this room, that blow through this church. That every time we gather, that there would be just a, a fresh wind that would blow. That every day when you get up, that there would be a fresh feeling that you would just invite the Holy Spirit to fill you again. Monday and on Tuesday and all every day of the week. Lord, today I just thank you. We thank you for the promise of the Holy Spirit, for your word that so clearly tells us this is this is something that we need. You've called us to great things and to tell others about you and to live bold and live courageous and stand firm in our faith and all of these things, but 
today we recognize that we need the power of your Holy Spirit working in us to, to effectively do those things. And so my prayer today is that you would fill us. Lord, right now you would break down every wall of fear. You would break down every wall of, of worry, every wall of concern. And Lord, that we would open ourselves up to you and that we would just simply say, we want everything. If it's something that you have for us, we want everything that you have for us and nothing that you don't. And so we just open ourselves up to you today. And I want to encourage you. The prayer team is down here at the front and we're going to sing this song, Fresh Wind. And my prayer is that it would, it would stir your faith, that it would stir something on the inside of you and that there would be many of us today that would take the step to say, I need to be filled. I need to be filled. Maybe it's for the first time. Maybe it's been a long time and you just kind of feel stagnant and you feel discouraged and you just say today, you know what? I need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. I need a fresh wind to blow through my life today. And with your heads bowed and eyes closed, here's what I'm going to ask you to do is as the worship team begins to sing this song in just a moment, that you would step out in faith. And I want to encourage you with this, and then I'm going to let them sing, and we're just going to open it up and let the Lord do what He wants to do and draw those that He's going to draw. Now is not the time. I want to say this with the most compassionate way that I possibly can. Now is not the time for pride. Now is the time to open yourself up to everything that God wants to do. Come on, if we're going to live this out, if we're going to be able to persevere, if we're going to be able to effectively lead people to Jesus, to effectively live a life that points people to Jesus, we need the Holy Spirit. And so when they begin to sing, you can just slip out of your seat. You say, you know what? I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit maybe for the first time, or I just need a fresh filling today, and I want somebody to pray for you. Listen, nobody's going to do anything crazy. Nobody's going to do anything weird. Come on, don't be fearful like, well, if I receive the Holy Spirit, He's going to make me act goofy. No, the Holy Spirit does not do that. He wants to fill you with power and ability and courage and boldness so that you can have everything that you need to live this life following Jesus. Amen. So, Lord, today I pray as we sing this song that you would stir in our hearts, that you would do what only you can do, that a fresh wind would blow through this room today. Lord, that as we open up this front, even for those that, that may not want to come down or need somebody to pray with them, but they just want to come down and get on their knees or get on their face and just cry out to you. Those of us that just want more of you in every area of our lives, Lord, that we would just we would step out and we would be obedient to what you're asking us to do, that we would seek you with all of our heart today. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would draw every person today. Every person today. Lord, fill us new. Fill us afresh today in Jesus' name. Amen.